Hey there, welcome to the third edition of What's Up Whitecaps. Again, we're your hosts, Ben Steiner. And I'm Tom Curia. Today, we'll go through the usual recap and preview, although we have some exciting new features too. We will have the first Ben's Rant segment, an interview with the founder and organizer of Willie's Corner at BC Place, Barry Walker. And of course, we will recap the preview of the near and future Whitecaps FC matches. So, Tom... Just looking back at this last match against RSL, what do you like about it and what were your thoughts on the total performance? I thought, oh, it was a controversial penalty, wasn't it? It was Indeed. It was a very controversial penalty. You know, I'm not going to blame the ref. You know, you're told not to blame the ref. So in this case, I'm not going to blame him. We played a really good game. I bet I really think uh, the goalie, Crapo, stepped up. In the second episode, the previous episode, I was a bit skeptical, but he really stepped up. The uh, Real Salt Lake had 18 shots total, and six of those were on target. So I think that's a really good effort from Capo. It's only led in a penalty. Penalties, I've been in the situation as a goalkeeper and a shot taker. Obviously not at that level, but regardless, it is, it's very hard for the goalie to, and if he gets it right, he gets it right. But no one's going to blame him if he gets it wrong. And it was certainly a good strike by Albert Rusnak on oh, that penalty. Oh, for sure. It was, a great, it was a good penalty. Well taken, for sure. I, I do feel gutted for Jake Nerwinski, though. The Whitecaps right back has the second week that he's conceded a penalty and dropped points for the Whitecaps, mm-hmm. and that's four points you're not getting back against Western Conference teams who you're very likely to be fighting for a playoff spot down the stretch. So sure. what were your thoughts on the penalty and the VAR? Should they have gone back to it? Should they have reviewed it? They didn't review it in the play, uh, but later they did say that there was no clear and obvious error. Do you think what were your thoughts on the penalty? You know, I think the VAR is, I think it's good in in a certain way. The reason I think it's good is because it gets more calls right. And we've seen it being used in very big games, as we saw in the Champions League last week for Manchester United. However, soccer is a very flowing, free-flowing game. And I think the referees need to be careful. I think they're doing a good job so far, but down the long run, they need to be careful of letting calls, little, little calls go. And I think it's good that they're only VAR, like big decisions, like penalties, decisions like that. I think that's a good idea, and I think they should keep that. And I think it works well in the MLS, which is a very physical league. So there's a lot that gets slid by. And we, and even though we're Whitecaps fans and we hated to see that penalty, I know that it's probably going to help us the VAR in the future. Yeah, it's definitely something that's going to be give or take, regardless of what fan you are. So that RSL game, we also saw some debuts of yeah. some Whitecaps players, Andy Rose and Scott Sutter, playing their first games for the Caps, as well as a first start for Lucas Venuto on the left wing. Mm-hmm. How did you so, think they played? I th- thought Andy Rose was fairly good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had that scoring chance near the end of the first half uh, with uh, Enbaum sending a long ball over the top. And I thought that was a great chance created by Inbaum. Uh, just unfortunate that Andy Rose couldn't get a clean shot on it. But yeah. I think an MLS veteran like Rose, he's definitely going to find a space in this midfield. Although it did still look a little disconnected and discombobulated. Uh, but that's just going to come with this new group of players. And of course, it was his debut mm-hmm. uh, on the road at altitude. Uh, not not the ideal debut. And for, for Scott Sutter... Uh, he comes into the game not planned. Uh, PC had the start, and Scott Sutter had to come in and relieve PC because PC uh, left with an injury. 
but I thought Sutter played really well. Just um, he was playing on his offside, but he was able to cut it back to his dominant foot. And I think he could make his case for starting next week. That's that's well, well said. Um, yeah, they they all play they all played really well. They all put in a good shift, and as you said, there were some conditions that you know made it probably a bit harder. But I I feel they all put in their best effort. That you know they obviously none of them scored or anything, but they really put in their best effort. And I think that's all you can ask for as a coach. Definitely. Uh, one thing I did find interesting though was after a pretty promising start last week, Las Mangura found himself on the bench to start the game. That was in favor of Lucas mm-hmm. Venuto. What do you think of that? Oh, I reckon it's it's tough. It's the same as the goalie situation. We've got a new team, so we're still trying to figure out, you know, who's really fitting best with the team, who's going to start, who's maybe taking on the bench. And I personally think, I think uh, Mark, uh, Dos Santos, he probably just wanted to try a couple of new things, see what it, see what works, what doesn't. I think this is still a new team, and I think the board and all of the Whitecaps fans know that. So Mark Santos, he's still trying to find his feet and make sure every player finds their feet in the MLS. Yeah, definitely. I think when you look at kind of Bangura versus Venuto, Venuto wasn't, he didn't make much, much of an impact in that last game against RSL. But when Bangura came on, he made an instant impact and he's being called Sir Speed uh, by his teammates. And I think the Whitecaps are definitely seeing that and he's making a very big impact more so than Venuto early in the season. For sure, for sure. I think Venuto just needs to be able to find his feet a bit more. And he's a very good player. They're both very good players. And they will both do really well for the Whitecaps. But, I, yeah, I think maybe Bingu is just, you know, he's got speed. And I think in any sport, if you have speed, you are going to be good no yeah, matter definitely. what. And I've seen it multiple times. So I think Venuto just needs to find his feet a bit and just keep doing what he's doing because he's doing a really good job. And Bangura, though, he's also he's, – he's still doing great. They're both very good players. But, yeah, Bangura's just gone off to a little bit of a better start, but nothing against Venuto for sure. Yeah, definitely. So just the final thing looking back at the game, last week we did make some predictions and outlined a few hopes for the RSL game. You said you wanted to see more from Crapo and Montero. Did you? I, I saw more from Crapo for sure. You know, he had, a, he had a lot of good shots taken on him, and I think he did – Really good job. I think he did some good saves. Sure, penalty. You know what can you do? But it was a really good match. It was. It was. I actually enjoyed watching it, despite the score. I enjoyed watching it because to see the Whitecaps just getting their feet a bit more again. You know they've got all the first few games nerves out of the way, and I think they're really. I, I think they're really shaping up to become something. And Montero, yes. Didn't score again. I, I didn't see a Montero goal, but, you know, he's he's putting in a shift. I've noticed he's putting in a shift and he's doing what he can for the team. And I reckon the goal the goals come naturally. And he certainly hasn't had the best service either. No, for sure. But that's that's just with time and getting to know your players, for sure. That's that's easily fixable. Who in your mind has had the best start to the season as a Whitecap? Oh, I... Wang, Inbomb, easy. Inbomb, Wang, sorry. Um, easy. He is such a good player. He... Did, did he break the uh, passing record in one game? Uh, no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. No. Sorry. But he, he is a very good player. He's controlled. He, he reminds me a lot of uh, a Kante. He's not exactly a Kante player, but he just 
controls midfield really well, feels comfortable in the midfield. And I've played all sorts of positions in soccer and midfield is a very hard position to feel comfortable in because you're like, everyone expects you to be everywhere and you have to you control a lot of the game and you produce a service and it's a very important position. Not saying the other ones aren't, but a midfield is very important, connects the team. And I think he's just done a very good job, especially considering it's such a new, completely clean slate, clean slate team. And it's a new experience for him too. It's his first, oh, first time playing outside of Korea. Hundred so. percent. You know, he's stepped. He's stepped. He's had to step out of his comfort zone completely. Come to a different like area of the world with different lifestyle. And I think he's just done such a good job and taken the opportunity so well. I think it's going to be really good for him and the Whitecaps. Yeah. Other than Enbom, I think uh, Eric Doy mm. has been really good in the center back position. Uh, on the Whitecaps website, there's actually an article uh, highlighting his early success as a Whitecap, so check that out. Um, Ardiaz versus Montero next week. Ardiaz had a chance late in the game. He did. He looks a little more in sync with the team than Montero does. Which um, is surprising. Which is surprising. He is a young DP. Yeah. Um, so who would you go with? Hmm. I reckon I would go with... Oh, it's a tough. I would go with I would go with uh, Ideas for sure. Um, Montero is still a very good player. I think Ideas is doing a very good job, and he's just. I think he works well with the team. He's a new player. He's you a, could give him a shot. Yeah, he's a he's doesn't player. Let's give him another shot. Montero though, he I reckon he's gonna as soon as he gets a goal or two, he's gonna be on fire. As soon as he gets back to the same way, if as soon as he gets a goal at home in front of the fans, I think he's really gonna he's gonna light it up. Um, that's that's a prediction. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you did highlight Crapo's performance against RSL. Hmm. Interestingly, the Caps have conceded the fourth most shots in the league, and when you look at a defense that is a little shaky to start the year, um, it can be scary to concede so many shots and. The keeper definitely is coming up big for the Whitecaps. Oh, he's doing he's doing great. And if you look at you know these goals, they were sorry the uh, shots on target. They're very good shots. Um, if you look RSL, they took lots of their shots in the uh, bottom right corner. And for a goalie, especially he's right footed, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's right footed. It's so much harder to be able to go off to the bottom on your left foot. And he's just done a very good job. It shows also that he has a great potential to be a complete goalkeeper. And I reckon he's going to be really good for... He's definitely stepped up and done what I thought he was going to do. But I reckon he's really just... He's done well. And I think he's going to get the start next week from that performance. Yeah, definitely. I think he's kind of solidified himself as the starting keeper over yeah, Zach good on him. Yeah. Uh, so on the defensive front, the Whitecaps are getting a little bit of help here uh, for the next four months at least. Ali Adnan is joining the team mm. on loan from At- Atalanta. He's been in Syria for the past couple seasons and is a mainstay on the Iraqi national team. And he'll only be here for the next few months, but hopefully he can shore up that defense and the Whitecaps can get a few points. That would be awesome, yeah. The Whitecaps defense, it's defense is something that you just really have to get to know each player. You got to know you it, you, it, it takes a while, uh, defense, but once it works, it works. And it's going to take a couple of games. I reckon that's going to be the last piece of the puzzle to be, have a complete Whitecaps team. And, you know, it shows you've got a lot of shots taken on us. But I think in time, I think it's going to be – they're going to be good. They're going to be a solid defense and they're going to – I think 
from what we've heard, they enjoy each other's company. And I reckon in the in the long run, I reckon it's going to be really good, especially after this season. They're going to, I reckon, by the end of the season, they're going to be a really solid defense. I would tend to agree with that. So I think that's enough looking back on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bit of an international update with this international window coming up. So despite the Caps dropping their first two games, a handful of team members have been called up to their national teams. Yeah. Nbom has been called up to Korea uh, for a couple of friendlies over in Asia. Peru has called up Jordi Reyna again. Canada has called up a handful of Whitecaps. Tybert, Henry, Crapo, and Cornelius will all suit up for the Canadians when they take on French Guiana at BC Place on March 24. And that game, we'll even see Alfonso Davies I know. Back on the BC place turf, that's something to look forward that's, to for Whitecaps fans, eh? I'm looking forward to that one. I'll probably go to the game because that's that's going to be awesome to see Alfonso there. He may not be in a Whitecaps shirt, but he's still he's still on the Canadian team. And, you know, he's very proud to be a Canadian citizen as well. And I think it's just it's it's just great to see someone who's, you know, only yesterday played a was on the bench for the Champions League match against Liverpool. And I think he's really going to bring some experience, even at such a young age. He's going to feel like a senior player already. And although French Guiana isn't exactly a CONCACAF powerhouse, not even a member of FIFA, actually, no, uh, it'll be still still be good for Alfonso to get some game time because he hasn't been getting much playing time at Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll be great. It'll be a great matchup. And, yeah, let's 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 see how it goes. So, yeah, so keep your eye on the internationals coming up because your Whitecaps, while they might not be in action on that March 24th weekend, there will still be a number of players who are. And we did forget to say that uh, Simon Coline, uh, the Whitecaps young midfielder, he's been called up to the Canadian under-17 team as well and will be participating in a few matches for them. Good on him. So that leads us to our academy roundup. Uh, so all of the academy sides traveled to Northern California this week and return to U.S. Development, Development Academy action. So, Tom, just bring us through what the U23s did. Uh, they were the one team who didn't go to uh, Northern California. Yeah, I was curious as to why they didn't really go, but, you know, they're not in a league, and, you know, they did play a game this week, and they fell one nothing to the Victoria Highlanders uh, U18 team. But I think the U23s, their goal isn't to win games. Their goal is to get young players getting some games against much older players because that's how the professional league is. You're playing lots of the time, especially as a young kid just coming out of the academy, you're playing against people sometimes five, six years older than you. And that, even though you're fully grown at that age, they can be still big and they've got much more experience on you. So I think the U23s, it's okay. They're not playing in the league. They didn't go to the US. But I think in the end it's going to be, um, I think it's okay. I think it's going to be good. I, yeah. I think it's it's no, nothing to be worried about that they've been losing these games. And coming up for that under-23 development squad will be a closed-door match against Canadian Premier League side, Calvary FC in Calgary. Uh, and they'll follow that up with a trip to England at the end of the month. So Let's, that'll be a good experience like for it. those young players. Hmm. Looking at the teams that did go to Northern California, the U19s took four of six points, winning 4 nothing and 0-0. With those results, the Caps now sit in third place in the 78-team U.S. Development Academy League. Yeah. The U-17s split their games and now sit second in the Northwest Division. And the U-15s did the same. Mm-hmm. So it's was a pretty successful trip. Yeah. And uh, there's not really any 
super highly touted prospects on any of these teams, but it's nice to see the Whitecaps having some success with their youth sides. For sure. And uh, I reckon we should go to an injury update. So Tybert is fit again. Yippee. And then we got Levi and Kamiri still out for the next while for sure. And then PC, uh, he he should be um, in the 18 this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's good for the Whitecaps to have him in the 18. So now I did an interview earlier this week with Barry Walker, the aforementioned head of uh, Willie's Corner at BC Place, which is a fan group. And I have a bit more of an intro once we get to the interview. So here's that interview with Barry Walker. Barry Walker joins me on the line now. He's a longtime Vancouver soccer fan and is the organizer of Willie's Corner at BC Place, which is a section of dedicated fans he runs for Whitecaps games. As part of Willie's Corner, he donates to the Down Syndrome Research Foundation for every corner kick from the section. He's a retired school teacher, avid soccer player, and still kicks the ball around to this day. How did you get involved in supporting the Whitecaps and where did this all start? Well, thanks for having me on, first of all, Ben. I really appreciate it. You and, and Tom are doing a great job. I've listened to your first two episodes. Good stuff, a great analysis, great information. So thanks for bringing that to soccer in, in our in our city. So where did it start? I'm going to try to be quick, um, but I'll, I'll bring you back in time a little bit. It started a long time ago when I played for a team called Norburn Athletic Club out of Burnaby. We were luckily for we had a good team. Uh, we won the provincial championship three times. So I, my great love of soccer kind of began there. I played with Glenn Johnson, the first white cap ever signed, and Bruce Wilson, who was later on the captain of Canada. So that's why we won. It had nothing to do with me, but we were a darn good team. Uh, later on, I went up to SFU, played there with Buzz Parsons, who played for the Whitecaps, John McGrain, who played for LA Aztecs, and Georgie Best. And uh, we were lucky enough to uh, come second in the NEIA, and then the next year, the NCAA uh, Division Two. we were the national champs. I was an assistant coach at that time. We got in the Guinness World Book of Records for the longest soccer game ever played as well around that time, which was fun. Went on to the Vancouver Spartans. I played there. It was the Western Canadian Soccer League, and I played with Bob Lenaduzzi and his brother, Sam, and, and Vanny, Peter Greco, Gino Vasler, Harold Hansen, a fine team. Um, that was a great time. And spent a bit of time in the Pacific Coast Soccer League with Eintracht Vancouver. My dad used to take me to Callister Park, and that was the place to be in Vancouver. If you made it to Callister Park, that was the top. Um, all the juvenile players in Vancouver and British Columbia wanted to get on a team, a team like Columbus or Vancouver Firefighters or St. Andrews or New Westminster Blues. Um, it was the place to be. An old Radley Stadium, it, I think it held about 3,000, and it was just uh, full of cigar smoke and, and rattling boards, and it had just a great, great atmosphere in it. Um, and then it was torn down, and we went off, off to Empire Stadium, and the league kind of got swallowed up. The stadium was just too big for for the league. But right now, the, the Canada, Canada Soccer, um, our national uh, body of soccer, is doing a historical kind of analysis or study of the Pacific Coast Soccer League. And they're finding players from you know way back in time and uh, giving them a phone call. And they've actually selected a number of players from the Pacific Coast League to induct into the Canadian Hall of Fame. And that'll happen at BC Place Stadium on March 24th when Canada plays against uh, French Guiana. 
Um, and Willie's Corner, I'll get to that. Willie's Corner is going to be holding up the names of some of those inductees to honor them. So we're happy about that. And I just want to one put a plug in for the Callister uh Callister Park Brewing, sorry, the Callister Brewing Company is not far from where the old Callister Park is, and the, the grandson of the former live-in caretaker of Callister Park, longtime uh, live-in caretaker, Chris Lowe, his grandfather was Ed, sorry, Chris Lee, his grandfather was Ed Lee. Chris is, um, he is the owner of the pub, and they are supporting Willie's Corner. They are donating uh, money to charity every time we get a a corner kick in Willie's Corner. So, on to Willie's Corner, shall I? Yeah, you touched on Willie's Corner, which is your Whitecaps area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is yeah. just a great movement and a good group of fans. So, what is Willie's mm-hmm. Corner and what was the inspiration behind it? Okay, well, uh, I guess that was inspired by just my love of soccer in general. I, uh, Willie's Corner is about supporting soccer. It's about, and then it's, and then supporting the Whitecaps and, and also now supporting a charity. Um, some people like to call it the, the Goodwill Corner, Willie's Corner, the Goodwill Corner. Um, we try to have fun there. It was inspired by, uh, to be precise, it was inspired by a wee moment where a fellow by the name of Wee Willie Johnson in 1979 took a little swig of a beer down in San Jose with 30 seconds to go in a game and the Whitecaps had to score to go on to the semifinal in New York and Willie has the ball at his feet and all the players are going, Willie, hurry up and take the kick and the Tony Waiters is, what's he taking so long for? And finally he's going to take the kick. Tony takes a breath, that's about time, but then he stops. Some a bunch of Canadians went down to watch the game, and the corner flag was quite close to the stands. A fellow leans over and says, "Wee Willie, one Scotsman to the other. Would you like a wee drink, Willie?" He's surprised, and he turns around and sees the fellow and goes, "I love a drink, but I'm playing soccer right now, and there's no time at the clock." Oh, I do have a second, don't I? And he skipped over, had a quick swig, crossed the ball. And Peter Daniels, the center back, came in and bang, headed into the back of the net. And basically the game was over and we won. We had to score that goal. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So that moment kind of inspired the idea of Willie's Corner. So I called up Bob Lenarduzzi, who played on that Vancouver Spartan team with me years ago. And I said, got an idea, Bob. He liked it. He said, okay, but we can't, you know, we fans are always separate from the organization. It just has to be for legal reasons. I said, no problem. He said, well, yeah, I like your idea. Get a banner made. We'll support you any way we can, though, you know, through logistics and things like that. So it started with with the idea and then uh, some support from Bob. And uh, it's grown. That started in 2014, by the way. And they flew really back. Just Mm -hmm. to interrupt you, I even remember in 2014, they had Wee Willie back. Uh, in the stadium, yes, right. and uh, that was the kind of launch of Willie's Corner, I guess. That's right. Well, it had gone on to, it a couple of months into the season, and uh, the Whitecaps organization you know, noticed a little bubble of energy over in the corner. Um, it was becoming more and more noticeable, and I was happy to get a call saying, do you think if we flew Willie back, people would be uh, quite uh, enjoy that moment and enjoy seeing him in the stadium? I said, Yes, of course. I was. And I, think we I knew I'd did. get that call eventually. Yeah. So they flew him back, and it was a lot of fun. I, I'll tell you a quick story. I was lucky to be at, picking him up at the airport along with some of the white cap guys, and Willie's in the back. I'm driving the car, and Willie's in the back, and I, you know, what do I say to him? He's a big soccer legend. Uh, oh, Willie, you garden, do you? He says, I, I, I do a garden. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and you have a greenhouse that you won, uh, that you actually uh, bought during a game from a fan. I, I, yes, it's true. 
Oh, so really, what do you what do you grow in your in your in your greenhouse? There's a pause, and he says, "Hi, oh cannabis." <laughs> and everyone stopped and I looked in my rearview mirror and he's back then he's got a big wink in his eye and a twinkle and there's a pause and I a big laugh you know but well, that's Willie he's always joking and um, he likes people to enjoy life that's and it. that's why he did the, some of the funny things he did on he did on the uh, soccer pitch that's Wonderful a great guy. that's a great story so we're just yeah. we're running out of time here uh, yeah All but right. what are your thoughts on the current Whitecaps just quickly Okay, uh, I'd like to stay away from coaching, but, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say something because I think it's positive. Um, I, I think Mark DeSantos, is, first of all, he's a great guy. I uh, was lucky enough to shake his hand after a game recent, the, the second game. He's a great guy. Um, he's positive. He's dedicated. My God, he's passionate. Um, and I love his style. I like his system. He's, you know, he's well-schooled. He's educated. Well, he's been educated by some of the greats. He's got it. He's got it down. You know, the first game, there were a lot of long balls. And he actually said to me when he shook, when he shook my hand, he said, there were too many long balls today. We're working on that. He wants to keep the ball in the deck. Uh, he wants to work out of the back, but still, you know, not overdo it. But that's the main mantra is to work the ball and uh, rather than launching it up. And he's got some good players that uh, will come around. They're all new. Um, they'll gel. I'm very positive and happy about what I'm seeing right good. now. That's yeah. cer certainly yeah. good. And there's certainly a lot of promise yeah. in this group. And I want to thank you again, Barry, for yes. coming on this yeah. podcast. And uh, yeah. mm -hmm. it was great having you. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Yeah, and again, good luck to uh, What's Up Whitecaps podcast. Good job. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ben. Well, Ben, that was a really interesting interview, and it was it's good to see, you know, Willis Corner and just the history that Vancouver Whitecaps has and Canada soccer and BC soccer for that fact. Yeah, and definitely the footprint that it has in this province and how important the game has been to the people of this country and this province. So looking ahead, the Whitecaps travel to Houston this weekend. Is there something that scares you about Houston? Oh, for sure. That's Speedy Romello Cueto. He is a fast man, and he is so speedy on the wing. He's only, he hasn't got any goals, but he's got one assist, and it was a game-winning assist. And he's just he's speedy. It's going to be very hard for our new defense to be able to stop him, for sure. Definitely down the wings with uh, a little bit of unrest in our wing position. Houston, of course, they played in the CONCACAF Champions League midweek. They were ousted by Tigres, who the Whitecaps lost to a couple years mm -hmm. ago. That's they did fair. play their best lineup in Monterey. And so they might be a little tired and uh, might not be fully ready to go and might see some squad rotation. So that could play into the Whitecaps' favor. Who do you start at left back? If Levi's is still injured, do you start Scott Sutter? Or do you put in a Cornelius or PC? Uh, I'm going to, I don't think PC, I reckon I'll, I, I might put in PC. I might put in PC. I, he it, should be ready. He, to go. he should be ready to go. It was, he just got a nasty knock. Um, I, I'll put, I'll probably put in a PC and I reckon Scott Sutter is still very good. So I reckon I'm going to put him at left back. I reckon Scott Sutter left back, PC at right back. I think that that's why I'm going to predict. PC over Nerwinski at right back. Eh? Yeah, that's, that's what I think for sure. I just, Nemanski, he's good. I just, I think we need to see a bit more from him before he gets. And and definitely with uh, his disappointment in the last two weeks, yeah. conceding two penalties, surrendering four points for the Whitecaps. It's this isn't a game the Whitecaps can afford to drop. No, uh, even though it's early in the season, these points do matter, and 
Although there are seven teams in the playoffs this year, Houston is likely going to be one of those teams the Whitecaps are neck and neck with yeah. heading into the final weeks. What do the Whitecaps need to change? I reckon, I don't think they need to change much. They just, you know, they need to just control the game. And I think they did generally did a good job. It was very back and forth, the uh, RSL game. But I think you just need to try and control the game. And I think uh, Inbo and Poyne can do a really good job at that. And I think once their defense really tightens up, gets to know each other really well, you know, I think because this, they are doing their best. All, they're all doing their best. They're doing what they can. And I think that's all we can ask for at this moment, for sure. Definitely. There's a, a few things that worry me about this Houston match. Uh, the Whitecaps are lucky that it's a midday game and it's early in the year, so it's mm. not in that torrential Houston heat we've seen before. Oh, Although the Whitecaps really... haven't had much success, they're only getting their first win, thanks to Breck Shea, of all people, <laughs> uh, last year around the same time. So it's the conditions that still worry me. Uh, and also this high press that Dos Santos has heralded has only retrieved the ball 12 times in the final third uh, throughout these first two games. So I think a change in personnel up top with our days starting up top instead of Montero could help the high press and hopefully find some success with that. Uh, And he also seems like a bit more clinical of a striker uh, just in the meantime. So who do you want to see more from? Who needs to show up in this game? I reckon... If, if Crapo can show up again, he would be awesome. And I, then he's definitely going to be solidified as the starting keeper. I'm not saying he did bad, just really needs to show up, especially against uh, uh, Romel Cueto, who is a speedy demon. And also with uh, Manitas, he's got two goals and one of them is a game-winning goal. He's a very good player. So they really need to watch out for the attack. And if Crapo can show up, we're golden. And I think if Crapo does show up, he makes a strong case for himself to start at home against uh, French Guiana for Canada. Yeah, for sure. 100%. He's, he's been playing well, you know, especially... Sorry. First game, it was a bit shaky. You know, there was defense. That was, that was the first game. Fair enough. Got the nerves out of the way. And look, uh, second game in, he played very well. Let in a penalty. What can he do? Yeah, de- definitely. So for me, who needs to show up? I've got to say the attack. Everybody on the attack. We've got to get the ball in the final third. And whether it's crossing it into the box and getting ahead on it or just getting shots on net, the attack has to show up. Whether that's Inbum, Enrique, Rose, Ardiaz, Montero, Bangura, all of those attacking talents, they have to show up because we haven't been good offensively. I want to see some goals for the Whitecaps. I know that's a challenge on the road, but I believe in this team. And that's what I want to see going into this Houston game. Thanks for listening this week. And that's What's Up Whitecaps. We'll be back next week for another What's Up Whitecaps episode. Right, quick prediction. Quick prediction. Uh, what's, your, what's your prediction, Ben? I've got to say the Whitecaps are going to win this one 2 nothing. Good call. I'm 1-0, 2 nothing. about the same. I reckon they're going to win because Houston's way too tired. All right. Anyway, yeah. that's it for What's Up Whitecaps. We'll see you guys for the next episode where we will have a HPL player Uh, doing a call interview. So let's see how that goes. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening.